Uh, Ontario is expanding the private delivery of public health care by funding procedures such as more cataract surgeries and MRI and CT scans. It's part of a three-step plan the province has to expand private delivery of public health care services. Uh, Premier Doug Ford says the uh, procedures will continue to be paid for by OHIP, though critics worry that the plan uh, will have an impact on hospital staffing and say patients are sometimes pushed out of the way, out of uh, uh, of pocket for add-ons uh, for uh, those who go to private clinics. Uh, Dr. Rose Zacharias is the president of the Ontario Medical Association and joins us now. Appreciate the time today. Good morning. What did you make of what you heard from the province yesterday? Well, Ontario's doctors have been clear that we need a structural strategy to catch up on wait times, to catch up on the surgical backlog. And we have been recommending a series of standalone surgical centres in our community, integrated with the hospital, with a human health resource strategy uh, in order to deal with the doctor and nursing shortages that we are dealing with. But people have been waiting too long for their cataract surgeries, hip and knee replacements. And so patients need better care. We needed a solution. And so we're encouraged uh, with the alignment around some of our recommendations. Yeah, when I, I heard this yesterday, I, I did think of the five-point plan the OMA has had. And we, we've talked about before, how does this compare to what uh, the OMA has outlined before? Well, absolutely. We've had a prescription for Ontario coming out of the pandemic. We consulted all external stakeholders, talked to the nurses and the pharmacists and citizens of Ontario and said, what are your priorities? And so we know that the priorities for people are catching up on the surgical backlog. And so we see alignments. We are for publicly funded health care, that no one would be jumping the queue, that everyone would have access to these very important surgeries that impact on quality of life. And so no one should be able to pay out of pockets. We want all of these procedures to be OHIP covered. And, uh, and, and when the announcement stresses that, we are, we are encouraged by that announcement. Do we have other, enough uh, doctors, nurses, physicians, technicians to do everything that we need to do here? We have a, a critical doctor and nursing shortage. And in our prescription for Ontario, we talk about solutions focused on that problem specifically. We need to license internationally trained doctors. We actually know that there are several hundred doctors in Ontario that would be ready to practice. They have trained elsewhere. Of course, their credentials need to be reviewed. But any barriers to that process, such as paperwork, and we're working with our regulator, uh, need to be overcome quickly. If that was the case, we talk about practice-ready assessments. uh, And if, if we were able to implement those, we could have several hundred doctors in the system before the spring. And so uh, this is part of our recommendation to government. This is, uh, you know, this this concept is done elsewhere in in the country and other provinces. Um, Does that help, do you think, maybe acceptance of this? Whenever we talk about adding private elements to healthcare, people get a little uh, concerned. Well, absolutely. Uh, In Saskatchewan, Alberta, British Columbia, these models of surgical care for those elective procedures, bringing them out of the hospital to free up the hospital beds for those more emergency and acute surgeries. That already happens um, in other parts of Canada. But where we need to be absolutely clear is alignment with the Canada Health Act, 
um, no two-tier system, and that OHIP would be covering all medically necessary um, surgeries and procedures for our patients. And so um, we uh, are committed uh, to working with governments. We're calling for the government to strike an implementation committee and that Ontario's doctors would be sitting there at the table um, as this change comes forward uh, in order to advocate for our patients uh, around these principles. What would you like to see the province do next here now that they've outlined this three-step plan? I think that implementation committee is really key. Um, we all need to be at the table when it comes to understanding how these would be designed, um, where they would be located, and how doctors and nurses would move through the system in a, a fair and sort of make sense sort of way, given that we have a doctor and nursing shortage. But we know that these centres can actually see more people. There are less complication rates and a, and a better patient experience, and, and people are just waiting too long. So that, as well as addressing burnout amongst our healthcare teams, is what we're committed to working with government on as we continue to care for our patients. It might sound obvious, but if we don't address that shortage, can clinics like these and plans like these be successful? I think they can be successful. We need to focus on solutions. And uh, Ontario's doctors go to work every day despite an incredibly high burnout rate coming through three years of a, a pandemic. And, uh, and doctors and nurses are, are people too. We, we deal with all the stressors of, of, uh, of living our lives, of parenting. And, um, and, and so um, we understand what it means to, to wait. And, uh, and I've worked in the emergency department for 20 years. I've seen patients show up with chronic pain, with uh, an overlay of depression and anxiety when their mental health takes a toll because they're physically suffering and the caregiver burden and the strain on families. And so this is exactly where we need to be putting our investment to be focusing on equal access and, uh, and we can do better in Ontario for our patients and, and Ontario's doctors want to see that through. We will follow with interest. Uh, certainly appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Absolutely. You're welcome. That's Dr. Rose Zacharias, uh, president of the Ontario Medical Association. Uh, you know, as I said, you know, at the top of the interview, this is somewhat similar to what the OMA has been uh, talking about in the past. Uh, but the big question, you know, really is do we have uh, enough uh, doctors, nurses, technicians uh, to do all that we want to do here? Uh, assuming this goes forward, and I can't imagine it wouldn't, given the fact that the province does have a pretty strong uh, majority here, uh, the legislative changes would allow private clinics to perform more surgeries. Uh, but would not be a temporary uh, measure. This would be permanent, uh, the, pre- the Premier was saying uh, yesterday. Uh, healthcare experts have warned about the possibility of exacerbating staffing shortages in hospitals, arguing that investing in independent centres would squeeze resources from the uh, public sector. It was just last week that the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Ontario said any expansion of private surgical centres would create challenges for hospitals, Obviously, uh, the OMA just said uh, that uh, they feel that we can still 
uh, do all of this. The Ontario Hospital Association has come forward in support of the government's investments in community clinics. They say it would be an essential tool uh, given the impact uh, COVID-19 has had on hospitals and human resources. So it's something we will follow uh, pretty closely here.